You're about to hear a sermon from Pastor Jeff Pruer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God in Henderson, North Carolina. For more information about our church and our ministry, please visit us online at freedomlifecog.org. Let's get a glimpse of what's coming up. We like, we're like the people in the New Testament when the demonic of Gadarean was tearing everybody apart and scaring them to death, tearing his clothes off, breaking chains, chasing them down the road, growling at them, uh, and they were running. And they wanted that demon out of that man. And here comes Jesus. And he cast the devil out and, and he cast him into the pigs. And the man sitting there clothed his right mind. But instead of being happy about it, they were mad with Jesus. They were mad that he cast the demons into the pigs and the pigs went over the, the, the cliff and drowned. They were saying, hey, we want our devil gone, but don't mess with our pigs. And that's where we are at in the church. We want the devil gone and we want our houses holy, but we don't want to lose any of the devil's stuff. Don't mess with my stuff. You're listening to Right Now Word with Pastor Jeff Pruer. Let's get right into this message. Leviticus chapter 14. Verse 35 and 36, and I want to talk, I know there's a month of October and all of the scary movies and all of the ghost stuff's coming on, but I want to speak right where we're living. I want to talk about living in a haunted house. And I believe when I get into this sermon, you'll realize where I'm coming from. But Leviticus chapter 14, verse 35, and he that owneth the house shall come and tell the priest. See, it seems to me there is a plague in the house, a spirit in the house, a curse in the house. Something's wrong in my house. And I believe that might could be our prayer tonight. Because you dress up and look good and come to church. But some of you go back home and it's hell at home. And all kinds of stuff's going on in your house. And everything you got in church seems to be swallowed up and drown by the reality of what you're having to face in your home. The priest shall command the empty of the house, get stuff out of the house, so the priest can go in and, and so nothing else will be made unclean. And afterward, the priest shall go in and see the house. He's going to take a look at what's going on in the house. And I want you to know tonight that God is taking a look at what's going on in our house. Because you can fool folk at church, but you don't fool God at all. And you can dance all over the church and go home and be angry and ill and mad and, and uh, just have all kinds of stuff going on in your house, and that's not pleasing to God. God's got a remedy for that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, breathe upon this word. God, I count it an honor to stand behind this podium and speak what thus saith the Word of God. Hide me behind the cross, to God be glory, that every word that proceedeth out of my mouth be anointed of the Holy Ghost. Let it lodge in the hearts of men and women, feed them, charge them, challenge them. Let the, there be a yoke-destroying anointing to set them free. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody shouts. We're living in a time where everybody seems to be ghost, uh, 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 thinking about ghosts and, and, and their, their conscience and they're talking about this uh, spirit and that spirit. You got stuff on TV like ghost adventures and ghost whispers and ghost hunters and paranormal activity and all kinds. And they got special stuff that they listen to spirits. And I don't know so much about ghosts. I, I don't know. You got your own opinion. I believe a lot of folks just messing with demons. 
I believe if there's a spirit in your house, it ain't your mama, and it ain't your daddy, and it ain't your brother, and it ain't your sister. You better be careful. It might be the devil. Look at your neighbor and say, it might be the devil. God has a specific design and plan for our homes. He wants your house to be filled with the atmosphere of the presence of God. The love and the joy and the peace and the happiness that would flow freely and the anointing would rest upon everyone in your house. God is concerned about who's in your house. And he's connected to those in your house. Your house should be a place where God's spirit reigns and his presence is glorified. Where there is an anointing that you don't have to fast three days to pray. But the power and presence of God is in your house. God has so planned that families would live in harmony and that the home would be a dwelling place of safety and that it would be totally dedicated, consecrated, and sanctified to God. A place where the Holy Spirit is welcomed and the Word is honored and the will of God is the guiding force for everything we do. That Jesus is lifted up in our homes and that's very important. You see, you're supposed to take some church home with you. This is God's dream home or dream house for every believer. This is where the blessings rest and the power of God is released. This is where families are held together and strengthened and equipped to face the powers of hell that comes against the homes. It's a place where families and marriages are secure and children are delivered and the power of God is flowing throughout the house. It's a place where the blood of Jesus has been applied on the doorpost and the enemy cannot come in. I want you to know the devil's a liar. He cannot have what God has given you. Just as Moses applied the blood of an animal in the Old Testament over the doorpost, uh, the death angel could not stay. He had to pass over. Somebody shout amen. You need to say, devil, you can't stay in my house. You can't stay here. Hallelujah. It could not touch the family. It could not cross the bloodline. It could not stay. It could destroy every home where the blood was not applied. Now get this. Every home that did not take the time to apply the blood. It, uh, the blood was applied. It was rendered powerless. If there was no blood applied, the enemy could come in and kill. And every believer's home should be a place of refuge and safely, safety. Protected and guarded by God's Holy Spirit. When hell comes to your house, it should be rendered powerless because there's something in your house that may not be in your neighbor's house. There's something in your house that may not be in the bro your brother's house. But by God, there's something in your house that when hell comes by, he feels and he senses something is in there. I've got to pass on. Devil, you might as well pass on. Hallelujah. Amen. It's sad to say, but not many homes match the, this picture today. We're honest, few of us would say that God's dream home is our home. The home seems to be the central focus on hell's attack today. The devil doesn't care how much you go to church. Now, I want you to understand this. Because it's not so much what you get in church. It's about what goes on in your house. If you don't get enough to carry a home to your house, you ain't done nothing but got a high or a drug. You just come in here and get high. And a lot of folk look to God in the church as cocaine. They just want to get high and dance and have a good old time, but go home and, 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 and hell is all around them. But I believe if you get something in here tonight, you can take it home with you. Somebody shout amen. See, if the, if the devil can destroy your house, he can destroy the church house. Satan hates the home. He hates the family. He wants to destroy it. He targets your home. 
Satan comes into a happy and peaceful home and turns it into a living hell. What's supposed to be home sweet home today has turned into nightmare on Elm Street. Most of the devil's attacks start right in your house. Come on now. I can see some of you when you come to church. Something started at your house before you ever got here. That's the reason you come in the way you, you come in ill and, and, and you don't want to shake nobody's hand and, and you got an attitude. Something started at your house before you ever got to the church house. And thank God you get in the church house and before the service open, praise God, it's, it's got off of you. But when you go right back home, you let it in again. That's why so many people on their way to church, they're one way at church and another way at home. <laughs> I don't believe it's really that you're a hypocrite. I think it's about the atmosphere of your home. See, at church, have you ever come to church feeling bad and get in here and get to feeling glad? I want to tell you the times I have sat in my office and felt like I could not preach if I had to. I was so tired or sick or what, and get up here in this pulpit and feel like everything was lifted, the atmosphere of worship, the atmosphere of, see, 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 that's why we, we sing and praise God. This is not something to entertain you. This is something to open a door. As you open the door in your life, praise comes through. And your life, praise you. And the more doors that open, more praise comes in. And when praise go up, glory comes down. Amen. So if you have, you need something in here tonight, just go ahead and raise your hand because something's in here for you. Amen. See, a lot of people act like two different people. They're one person at home and they're one person at the church. And, 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 and we call it hypocrisy. I, I, I think, though, we could say it's the atmosphere difference. And in your house, the atmosphere is wrong. In the church, atmosphere is right. And so when you go home and the environment and the atmosphere of the Holy Ghost is not there, then that spirit gets on you. It gets in you. It touches you. Come on now. It challenges you. It breaks you. It, cre- it causes things to happen to you. And, and you begin to look at things differently. You leave the church stirred up and full of passion and, and, and desire to serve God. But when you get home, the atmosphere is so demonic. The environment produces a different person. And all of a sudden, a negative spirit gets on you. You behave differently. You feel different. You act different. You really don't want to. But the atmosphere, you're being influenced by an atmosphere. You love your wife at church. But you say stuff to her at home, you wouldn't dare say it to her at church. Oh, look at me, husbands. Oh, she's so sweet. And then when you go home, am I preaching? You're proud of your children at church. That's my little boy. That's it. You go home and talk to him like he's a little dog. Get angry with him and, and, and talk down to him. Talk sweet at church and you speak harsh at home. It's almost as if you're two different people. I believe what it is, is you're in two different types of environment. So if we can ever get the environment at home, uh uh-oh, like we got in the church, we won't go to a haunted house. We'll go to a holy house. Can I get a witness out there? Some people are wonderful at church, but they're awful at home. Let me just give you a scenario. Some people dance around the aisle and praise God and 
go home to a lost husband and you want to cuss him out. You're mad when you go in the door. Uh-oh, I better preach on, hadn't I? It's, it's not so much that you're a hypocrite. I used to call you a hypocrite. It's the environment that you're in. It's getting in that hellish, demonic environment. And, and maybe your husband or wife's lost. Still don't let that spirit get on you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Take over the spirit in your house. Amen. You love them at, at church, but you treat them like a dog at home. Many people think it's just a weakness, and here's what you do. You start crying at God, help me. Lord, Lord, I don't want to be that way to my husband. I don't want to be that way to my husband. I want to be different at home. And we pray, and we get anointed, and we get victory. Go home and do the same thing. Why? It's the environment and the atmosphere that you walk into. I believe the problem is not so much in you as it is in your house. Your house is polluted and contaminated by things that create a different atmosphere and a different environment. Things that draw demon spirits give place to the devil. Things that haunt your house as you go in. It's not that you're a hypocrite. It's just there's a plague loose in your home. And, and instead of addressing the issue inside of you, you need to address what's inside your house. Your home has been infiltrated and taken over by spirits of hell. Satan gets in your house, and he haunts your house. Now, now, now here's the real deal. Now, this is going to mess with you. The devil didn't kick in the back door and get in while you was at church. He didn't crawl through a window. He didn't pick a lock. He didn't slip through an opening. He came to the front door because you opened the door and let him in. I'm going to prove that to you. I said, you, over, you rolled out the red carpet for him because we have, uh, it has lifted the blessings and the anointing off our homes. It has released demonic influence that is destroying everything we love. Families are thrown into chaos and all-out war, living under the same roof but void of love. You say, Pastor, I never did that. I would not let the devil in my house. Well, I'm going to show you what you did. Let's take a closer look. Are you ready? When you bring ungodly stuff in your house, you bring him in. Uh-oh, now, uh-oh, you better put your toes up under the pews for a few moments. When you give place to the things of the devil, you give place to the devil himself. You give him the key to your front door. He comes and goes anytime he wants to. And, and you gave him rights and you allow him to move freely. You have taken your home out of the hands of God and surrendered it, surrendered it to the devil. Just like we all the time complaining about how we took prayer out of schools and how Madeline O'Hara's probably busted hell wide open. She's probably burning in hell to all kinds of degrees because she took prayer out of school. We took prayer out of our homes. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Let me just ask you a question then. When's the last time you had family time of Bible reading? I mean, you took the Bible out, the husband or the wife, and the children sat around and read a little scripture and pray to prayer. Uh, when's the last time? I guarantee you, though, last night and even tonight, you'll watch something together on TV that will be unprofitable. And you're wondering why your children are acting up. Come on now. Let me break this down. When you watch ungodly TV, ungodly music, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Ungodly music will mess your kids up and mess you up. I'm going to tell you, it lights something in your flesh. 
Come on, you can be, uh, listen, you, you can be 80 years old and hear something in Italy. It's kind of. Don't look at me funny. You'll start moving stuff you got no business moving. And I'm preaching now. Music will influence you. That's why we do praise and worship here, to get your eyes on the Lord, to get you to worship God. Amen. But, but you got to be careful. Does anybody remember, I think it was in the 70s, when they were playing albums backwards? Anybody remember that? And those rock and roll albums, why? I don't know where they got it from, but I heard some of them say, I'm the devil. Kill your mama. Kill your daddy. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> anybody, did it, am I the only one? I'm, I'm dating myself. Am I out? Anybody, I remember we had revival one time with a young man, and he preached on music and, and magazines and books. And, and for, the, for the climatic point of that revival, people brought the records and their books and their uh, magazines, and we burned them and said, we're not going to let that hell stay in our house. Amen? So you, if, when you're opening the door, demon influences are coming in. You've got to guard the, your eyes and guard your soul. If you're bringing your, letting your teenagers bring in rap music. Now, now, let me just go ahead and step on everybody's toes. Quit getting on them for rap when you've got country going on. I don't see nothing wrong with country. Well, it, he's in love with this one because she left him and he's with her. And now they're going around here and he had an affair with her last week. Now, we may not understand uh, the rap music. Country music telling us a story. What was that, what was that song you were Lying here with Linda on my mind. I'm telling them, I'm say, come on. And you could name a few more. Oh, no harm in that. You know what it's saying, have an affair. Go after another woman. Go after another man. But now, we don't understand the rap music. I'm going, what in the world are you getting out of that? Well, it's just the spirit of the devil to attack the minds of our young people. So before you throw out their rap, throw out your country. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You can't even understand the words of the rap, so you're mad. They listen to the words of that country. What about computers? Computer games. We're buying our kids that killing and soldiers and, 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 and swords and cutting heads off and killing. They say that Columbine High School, the two boys that went in there and shot and killed, they, they were so wrapped up in the computer games. The demonic influence caused them to do these things. Satan's stuff and, uh, and, uh, will attack your children. Violence and hurting people. and You ever seen such a spirit of anger today? It comes from what we're allowing in our homes. You better be careful if you're behind somebody and the light turns green and you blow the horn. They might get out and blow your brains out. You got to be careful. This is an angry bunch. What about, what, what about pornography? Now, see, used to, when we were growing up, you, you had to be a certain age to buy the magazine and they kept it behind the counter and nobody could see it. Now it's on the computer. And we're letting our children uh, uh, dabble into that. And even uh, after they go to sleep, some of the adults are doing that. They say a large percentage of Christian people have a problem with pornography. If you don't start it, you won't have a problem with it. Amen? That's a spirit loose in your house. 
And then the chat rooms and the Facebooks flirting with one another. They said there's number one cause of divorce today and the number one tool for the lawyers because they have proof that you've been messing around because you said it on the computer. Amen. What about gossip in your home? Negative talk. Uh, uh, I don't, I, listen, I heard this and still didn't believe it, but I'm going to tell you what I heard. I heard they have a machine, some type of machine, that can pull voices out of the wall. Now, I don't know. I, that, that may be something that, that may be sci-fi. That may be something that somebody was just dreaming. But, but I heard that, that they have a, a, a piece of equipment that can draw voices out of the wall. In other words, walls can talk. But Jesus said rocks can talk. But I wonder if, if and, and I'll tell you what else he said. He said, we'll be judged for every idle word. So, so if we're filling our house with negative, with, with, with gossiping, with unprofitable, and, we're, and it's, it's in our house. When the priests were looking at the leprosy in the house, it was down in the cracks in the foundation. And sometimes this, this gossip gets all in our house, and all of a sudden you get an old bad attitude. And you don't like anybody. And all you can do is find fault with folks. You're living in a haunted house. This is a weak, feeble, foolish generation that rolls their eyes at preaching like this and says, I'm crazy. But I'm telling you something's happening. Many times we say, well, I want the devil out. Well, you've got to put him out. We want miracles and blessings, but you've got to put him out. Did you know Smith Wigglesworth, they recorded a great man of God, said he raised, listen now, recorded he raised eight people from the dead. So, whoo, I'd like to have that. Did you know they say he would not allow a newspaper in his house? If you're going to have power, you're going to have to be holy. We like, we're like the people in the New Testament when the demonic of Gadarene was tearing everybody apart and scaring them to death, tearing his clothes off, breaking chains, chasing them down the road, growling at them, uh, and they were running. And they wanted that demon out of that man. And here comes Jesus. And he cast the devil out, and, and he cast him into the pigs. And the man sitting there clothed his right mind. But instead of being happy about it, they were mad with Jesus. They were mad that he cast the demons into the pigs, and the pigs went over the, the, the cliff and drowned. They were saying, hey, we want our devil gone, but don't mess with our pigs. And that's where we are at in the church. We want the devil gone, and we want our houses holy, but we don't want to lose any of the devil's stuff. Don't mess with my stuff. As long as we allow the devil's stuff, we allow him. It's a haunted house. It's a haunted house. And, and, and I believe we need to start cleaning house. But now, if you don't want to, I'm just going to share with you what to expect. Are you ready? Expect unrest in your house. Expect unhappiness in your house. You will never have peace. Some of you are saying, why can't I have a moments of peace? Why can't I have happiness? Well, why is it always chaos in my life? Because you allow it to stay in your house. Expect all-out war in your house. Expect your kids to rebel and, and go in the wrong direction. Expect them to get in trouble, to run with the wrong crowd and to mess up. Expect that. That's what these demonic spirits produce in our children. That's haunting your children. Expect your marriage to fall apart. Expect to head into divorce court. 
Expect financial disaster. Expect sickness and torment and a nervous breakdown. Because if you're going to allow the devil to stay there, the devil's going to work on you and he's not going to let up. Amen? And, and, and I've had people, and I've been to your houses, and I, I've anointed it with oil, and I've prayed the prayer of faith and anointed your house. But let me tell you what. Me coming over one time and anointing your house is not what you need. It's all right for the preacher to come bless your house, but you need to bless your house. And you can't bless your house with stuff in it that ain't supposed to be in there. Am I preaching to anybody? It's kind of like David would play the harp for Saul, and demon spirits would leave. But when, after a while, they would come back. The environment. That's why they're coming back on you. That's why you can't completely shake them. Well, I know, I know you blame the church. I know you're not getting it at the church. I, I know it's the pastor's fault. I know the singers didn't do a good enough job. I, I know all that. I, I, no, friend. You're living in a haunted house is what's wrong with you. And demon spirits are creating an environment that's making you miserable. Because when you're trying to do your best for the Lord, the devil's going to attack you and mess with you and worry you. But I want to tell you something as I close. You don't need a tranquilizer. You don't need a nerve pill. You don't need a cigarette. You don't need a shot of gin. You need to do some house cleaning. You just heard a sermon from Pastor Jeff Pruer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God in Henderson, North Carolina. For more information about this church or if you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at freedomlifecog.org.